Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 67 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. And uh, once again, we want to encourage you to right now go ahead and uh, send it out by Facebook, Twitter, text, however you get your information out, and let people know that episode 67 is up and ready to go. So uh, just keep the buzz going. Reach out in the as we reach out in the relevant parts of life. It's going to make a difference. So uh, help your friends understand. Well, Pastor, today we're talking about worldview and the idea of what does it mean, uh, you know, how can it help us make decisions and what we believe, and really it's almost about how we involve ourselves in our culture and how we make input into that culture we live in. Um, worldview does matter. Ours is locked, obviously, to the biblical worldview. We're, we're, we're Bible believers. But how should we stay honest to our worldview in today's world where so many things are changing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have spent the last few weeks, Trey, talking about the Bible and politics, how we as Christians live in a political world. And last week we mentioned this idea of worldview, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we talked about, you know, our worldview it really does shape the way we vote, the way we think about politics, and just this idea that, you know, the Christian worldview isn't the only worldview. There's lots of worldviews out there. And so you think about right now, something, something is happening for us this Thursday night. This will be a lot of fun. You know what that is, don't you, Trey? This Thursday This Thursday night. <laughs> Another presidential debate. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I thought you were we, like you and me. I said, am I nah. we supposed to be having dinner together? Or well, what? we might. We can get in your house. You can cook some dinner, and we can watch <laughs> we'll Trump and, and Biden go at it again. Yeah, that would be something. That would yeah, be amazing. Be so. so the last one was a disaster. Yes, and we're it gonna, was. We're, this one's gonna probably going to be a disaster, too. But when you watch that debate, you really are seeing a clash of worldviews. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think either of those candidates hold a biblical worldview, but you see worldviews coming out in a mm-hmm. presidential debate and yeah. in this election. And you think about right now, we we have, you know, the new Supreme Court justice that's going to be confirmed, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. She has a particular worldview that, you know, the media has been attacking in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so this idea yeah. of worldview really is important. And we need to understand what worldview is and why it is so important for our lives as followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so we've got Smart Boy with us. You remember Smart Boy? I was saying we need to, we need some expert opinion in the on this expert, one. The yes. expert on everything, the one, the only, <laughs> Harry Bearded Logan Cato. How are you? I'm good. Great to have you, Logan. Glad, I'm glad to be back. I thought y'all might never have me back on. Well, well there were reasons why we waited so long to have you back, but, <laughs> but but we got you back. So what's cool about Logan is he's working on a PhD in ethics. Mm. That is what you're working on, isn't it? Correct. How's it going this semester? It's terrible. COVID has thrown everything off. I haven't I'll done bet. any schoolwork since May. So, Wow. Yeah. Aren't, aren't you taking a class right now or you're not taking a class? Oh, no, I'm not taking a class at the moment. So you're done. You finished your PhD. No. Least you, according to you. <laughs> it's, just, it's just on hold for the time being. Okay. All right. Well, this stuff is right up Logan's alley because this is what he has studied mm-hmm. and worked with. And so I thought it would be helpful him. for him to yeah. join us on the conversation. And, and so what we're going to do really over the next few weeks is we're going to talk about worldview today, but we're also going to talk about some various issues that are related to our worldview. Some of these hot button controversial issues that are very prevalent in culture today. Things that we've even heard about in, in this uh 
Supreme Court justice mm-hmm. hearing things mm-hmm. like abortion and uh, transgenderism. Yeah. These are these are just hot button issues that you know for those those of us who are Christians, we probably have an idea about what we believe, but mm-hmm. we just need to think about it biblically and from a Christian worldview. So we're going to try to tackle these things over the next few weeks. Well, I also think that people believe these things, but they don't really know why they believe them. Right. They just say, "Whoa, right. I just know," you know. And so this kind of helps them make those kind of decisions on a understanding way so that they're not just like saying that's what I believe because yeah. I believe it. Yeah, you know? right, right, right. So, so Logan, you're going to help us make sense of all of this over the next few weeks. Yeah. Every bit of it, right? Looking forward to it. Okay, we'll see how it works. All righty. Well, we're going to talk about three truths about worldview today. And the first one is, is that everyone has a worldview. Everyone has a worldview. So if you're listening today and you've never thought about worldview or if you've never even heard the world, word worldview, you've got one. Mm-hmm. So, so let's break it down very simply, Logan, very basic definition. What is a worldview? So the, a worldview is an articulation of the basic beliefs embedded in a shared grand story that are rooted in a faith commitment that gives shape and direction to the whole of our individual and corporate lives. I said simple. That wasn't very simple. The, so that, that's the definition that we will work <laughs> off of. But the, the simple way to think about worldview is really that it's the lens or the glasses that you view the entire world through. Oh, okay. And, and a lot of people don't even realize, like, like Trey said, that, that you have those lenses, that you have this worldview. But anyone who, who can't see very well and needs glasses or contacts, you just, you just assume when your glasses are on that you can see well. Mm-hmm. It's only when you take those off that mm-hmm. you realize, hey, I, I can't see as well as yeah. I thought I did. So everyone has these lenses that shape the way they view the world, reality, whatever it may be. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to take the glasses off for a moment and kind of examine the glasses and see what the lenses look like that we're Correct. looking through, right? So, so when we talk about worldview, worldview is an attempt in part, right, to answer the big questions that we're all, all trying to answer. Yeah. And everyone, and this is what we say, every worldview has an answer to these questions. Yeah. Again, whether you realize it or not, you answer all these questions in a very particular way, and that shapes your worldview. So what that shapes our worldview, and, and, and how we come to those answers on those big questions could be informed by lots of different things, by our faith, Christian faith, by culture itself, mm-hmm. by the way we're brought up, the, mm-hmm. the area in which we live. All those things go into shaping our worldview, correct? Correct. Okay. Okay. So let's let's think through it. Okay. The worldview, articulation of basic beliefs. So you think about you know worldview. What does it have to do with God? Yeah. And everyone, whether you're whether you believe in God, whether you believe in the Christian God, another kind of God, multiple gods, or no God at all, you have an answer to that question. So that's part of your worldview. Your your Correct. view on God is part of your worldview, right? Correct. What else? So things that like reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, questions like, has the universe always existed or did it have a beginning? Is, is the natural world all there is? Is there a supernatural world? Everyone has answers to those questions okay. and answering those will shape the way you view reality. We talk about things like knowledge. How do we know anything? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a really big question that we don't think about a lot, but as Christians, we have a very particular way we come to that question. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the scientific world has a very particular way it comes to that question and how how you answer that is really important Mm -hmm. and it it stems out in all kinds of issues, things like ethics. So are there objective or moral values, uh, that, that govern human conduct? What are they? Is, is morality relative? Is it the same for every culture? Is it the same for every person within a culture? Those are huge questions. And just like when we get to things in our modern context, thinking through things like politics, Mm. 
how you think about that's really going to yeah. dictate not only how you live your lives, but how you live your life with those around you. Yeah, so think about ethics. Ethics is what's right, what's wrong, morally. So when we get to the issue of abortion, that's an ethics issue. Correct. And so, so what is your thought process that informs the way you think about the rightness or the wrongness of abortion, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then stemming right off of that, the last really basic belief that we hit on is human nature. What do we what do we believe to be true about humanity? Yeah. Uh, what does it mean to be human? Where do humans come from? Do humans possess inherent dignity or value? Yeah. So why are we here? Do we have purpose? Do we have meaning? Correct. Those are all worldview questions. Yeah. So the, I, the God, reality, knowledge, ethics, and human nature. How you answer those five categories are is really telling of what your worldview is. Okay. Okay. So worldview is the glasses that you put on that help you see your reality in a certain way, mm-hmm. and that worldview is shaped by lots of different things. Is that basic enough? Makes so, sense, Trey. Yeah. So really, I mean, we do look at the world through rose-colored glasses. Mm-hmm. It's just our co- whatever the color is that we're looking through is what it's going to be shaded as. Yeah. Yeah. Sorta. Is that? Yeah, I think that, so. that's. I mean, I, I think that analogy is really helpful. Yeah, it's certainly more helpful than the long definition we get. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So everyone has a worldview. What's second truth we're looking at today, Trey? Okay, second truth is um, many worldviews compete for your attention. Yeah. So the reality is, and you know this, Trey. Not all of us hold to a Christian worldview, mm-hmm. and so so there are how many different worldviews are there? Do we have a count of how many worldviews there are? it's hard to put a number on it because every culture would have its own worldview in a sense. Um, Every religion would have its own worldview. Every non-religion would have its own worldview. So you could go from community to community and they would hold different Mm -hmm. views about the way the world works in reality. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's probably a difficult number to quantify. Um, But saying that, that means there's no single worldview. Right now, that doesn't mean there's not a correct worldview. Mm. We believe mm. as Christians that there is one correct worldview. Yeah, but there's all these different worldviews, and they're all competing with one another, and and vying for space within the public square, within our lives, within our neighborhoods, our communities. Um, and so yeah, I mean, it's a hard number to quantify. Okay, so if we're thinking about our American culture. What are the dominant worldviews that we might encounter on a regular basis as Americans? So one of those, I would say, is naturalism, okay. and this is really going to be more in the scientific field. So you're going to see this in the academy, those who hold to you know, maybe the biologist, the chemist, the physicist, whatever it may be. This is largely taught in our universities in mm-hmm. a lot of ways, mm-hmm. especially on the scientific side. Uh, and it's just the view that the physical universe is all there is, was, and ever will be. Uh, the, only the material world exists. There's no supernatural out there. So they, they wouldn't hold to a god. They wouldn't hold to... Um, spiritual beings or anything like that. We're humans are just material, and when you die, everything's over. It's done. You just okay, go back so you can already room. see how a naturalist worldview might shape the way you think and shape the way you view your reality. Because if you're a naturalist, there is no God, right? Yep. Everything's material. Yep. So you talk about you know the the um, the human nature question: Do I have purpose or do I have meaning? Well, if you're a naturalist, you don't. Not really. It's just to be warm meat. <laughs> Uh, really? <laughs> right. Or you think about even ethical issues. What would, what would a naturalist say about some of these ethical issues about what's right or what's wrong? Yeah, so it's, it's really difficult in a lot of ways. So as we think about ethics, one of the, the biggest ones that have prevailed is a, a utilitarian type ethics. And all that means is that whatever serves the greatest number of people is the right thing to do. Mm. Whatever serves, what do you mean by that? So whatever the majority decides is right or wrong or whatever produces however we define good, which, again, for the materialist is going to be hard to do, 
because there's no objective standard to which that points to. Mm-hmm. We would say that points to God. They don't have that. So they would say that whatever promotes human good or human flourishing on this earth is the right thing to do for the greatest number of people. Yeah. So if some people get hurt in the process, well, that's tough luck. Yeah. Right. So it gets really tricky when they, now they have answers to questions like justice and morality. They have things they propose, uh, but that utilitarian framework is really one that they would hold to pretty strongly. Okay. So, so for the natural issues real quickly, you know, the question of knowledge, how can I know reality how, how do they answer that so the materialist the materialist has a pretty high view of the human person okay because humans above all other animals have evolved the most that you're right they've evolved the most they're the smartest they're able to reason they're able to rationale and so through the scientific method through science studying the earth around us they've they've seen that humans figure out a lot of stuff about the world mm. right? and they have you think yeah. about if, as far as we've come as, as humans from living in caves or whatever it may be to, to major cities and all the technology, Mm -hmm. you know, we're going to Mars or whatever it might be. Humans have figured out a lot of stuff about the Mm -hmm. universe and the way the world works. But that's simply because we have a highly developed brain that has happened over time, not because we're made in the image of God. Correct. Right. But because we just evolved. We continue to evolve. You know, that's kind of, I think the idea. So, so again, go ahead, Trey. We'll have giant brains, you know, I guess guess that's the idea. The more we use them. (laughs) Cone heads. We're cone heads. Well, I don't know, you know, but all I'm saying is that, you know, that's the science fiction thing, you know, they they really always put that in that everything that is evolved higher has a bigger brain. Yeah. So, so, but but if you believe there's no God, if you're an evolutionist, you can begin to see how that would shape the way you think and view the world. So what's another worldview that's competing for our attention here in the States? One of the major ones, especially in our schools right now, from K through 12, mm-hmm. from in the academy, in our just culture in general, is postmodernism. Okay. Uh, now, postmodernism, it can be in a lot of ways tricky to define, uh, but essentially is cultural relativism. Mm-hmm. And so. Now, when we say the word relativism, for those who aren't familiar with that word, what are we saying? When we say relativism, we mean. So that means that truth is relative to a particular culture and community. So we get decide to decide on what truth is for us. What's good That's for right. you might not be good for me. That's right. But, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's up to you to make that decision. Not, That's right. You know. Okay. And so what this does is that it says that a particular community, so whatever the community might be, we could say our community here at Northwood, mm-hmm. we get to decide what's right and wrong for us, what's real, what's not real for us, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. But we can't dictate what the community down the road might say is right or wrong. Mm. So the community down the road might be able to say, well, we disagree with what you say about God, what you say about is right or wrong, what you say about humanity, and that's okay for the yeah. postmodern, yeah. postmodernist. Um, and, and so this idea of, and we hear this all the time in our culture, well, this is my truth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You, you can't oh, yeah. tell me what my truth is yeah. because this is true for me, but it doesn't have to be true for you. Yeah. But you can't put your beliefs on my, you can't force me to believe something. Right. That, so postmodernism is probably the most dominant worldview in our culture. Would you say that's right, Logan? Probably yeah, so. I would so agree. you think about like Oprah, for example. Right or, or the, the postmodern sure. mindset about God anyway is whatever you believe about God is fine. Whatever works for you about God works for you. So if you believe there's a million gods, good for you. If you believe there's one God, good for you. Just don't impose your belief on my belief. What's mm-hmm. true for you works for you. What's true for me works for me. Right. So so it's a very right multifaceted kind of whatever works for you. That's that's good with God. Mm. And, and so that's how they would view God. Correct. Correct. And so you think about. So let's take it from a Christian perspective. 
right? We have our answers about God, reality, humanity, knowledge, these things. So if you go to, let's say you go to a foreign country, you go to Iraq or wherever, a Muslim country. The postmodernists would say, right, the Muslim is going to answer those questions very differently than we mm. will. Mm. And that's okay for them. Yeah. Right? It's not... It's not After our, all, because many paths lead to God. Right. And that that's the idea is that um, the, the postmodernist is going to reject that there's a grand story mm-hmm. or one way to describe the way the universe works. There's lots of different ways to describe the way the universe okay. works. And each person within their community gets to decide what so, that truth is. So you think about knowledge. How can we know reality? It just depends. It depends on the culture. It depends. So, so and then think about ethics, because we're going to really get into the conversation. We talk about, you know, transgenderism, abortion, I, I guess even in some ways, you know, racial reconciliation. The ethics is what? Right. It's what's good for you is good for you, but it might not be good for me. Yeah. Now, in a pop culture type of way, that sounds real, real cool. Yeah. Or real good to say or whatever. But what happens, right, when you decide that for you it's okay to murder someone, but for me that's not okay. Yeah. Right. Or whatever that might <laughs> yeah. be. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 Right. So let's take, we, we always say this about worldview, let's take an idea to its logical end. Mm-hmm, mm. It's really easy to say it on the surface level that, well, I, I don't really like what you think about God, so I'm going to think about this different way. And we can, we can probably get along mm-hmm. in those ways, mm-hmm. right? But once you start determining where life begins and where life ends, we start to get into some real weighty issues. Absolutely. And you're starting to see that play out in our culture. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. it's just, it, it doesn't lead to more peace. Mm. Right, it leads to more context and communities in conflict with one another. Right, right, right. So just beware, beware of the language that says what's true for you might not be true for me, and vice versa. When you hear that kind of language, you are coming up against a postmodern worldview, which is very dominant in our culture today. Logan, we got any more that we might kind of run across here in the states? Just very, very small portion. This used to be a lot more popular with our founding fathers. With the idea of deism, mm-hmm. uh, deists would believe that God exists, that God's real. But our, the fact that we could actually know that God in a real personal way that the supernatural would ever come into our material existence is very unlikely. Yeah. Um, so kind of the big man upstairs mentality. Right. Like and God, you, God's out there somewhere, but he's not actively at work in the lives of people today. Right. And this, in a, in a popular level for our current context, especially in the South, you have a lot of people that say, like, yeah, God exists. Right. But I don't really need, I mean, he's not. He doesn't have any say in my life. He's and, not. He's not interested in me. Those sort of, sort of things. Right. Know? And yeah. I, I can live how I want yeah. to. And if if he's good, I'll get to see him one day. Type yeah. Deal. Or you think about whether it's politicians or celebrities or anybody for that yeah. matter giving lip service to God. Yeah. Right. So you see somebody win a Grammy, thank God, you know, yeah. but their lives certainly aren't giving any evidence that they believe anything about that God. Mm-hmm. Become kind of a deistic worldview that we acknowledge there's a God out there somewhere. But he's not involved in the particulars of my life, certainly not involved in politics, right, or the way our country works or whatever the case may be. So that's a deistic worldview. Okay, so briefly, so we've looked at these, these three worldviews, right, naturalism, postmodernism, uh, deism. Those are probably the three most dominant worldviews in our culture. So just briefly, what is the Christian worldview? Because that's the one we are saying that we hold yeah. to is a Christian worldview. This is where I want to, what I want to hear. Okay, so what do we, what do, how do we respond to this culture as Christians? Yeah, so we, we would start by saying that there is a there is one grand story. Mm. That there is one story about the way the universe works, mm. about why we're here, uh, and, and the Bible reveals that to us. Mm. Uh, so certainly, so let's start with the knowledge. Let's actually start there. Okay. 
Um, what, what do Christians say about knowledge? Well, we agree in a lot of ways with the people that say Christ, that humans have, have reasoning, have mental capacity to figure out a lot about the way the world works, mm-hmm. right? But we do not have the capacity to know God unless he reveals himself to us. Absolutely. Right. So we, we believe that God is personal. We mm-hmm. believe that he reveals himself to us and he's done that through his word. This is what this is one of the things that's going to set Christianity and Christians apart from so many other worldviews is that we believe that God has made himself known to us in this person of Jesus Christ that is recorded in his word and that we we can know him that way. Mm. So that we can know something about the supernatural and not just know something, know him in relationship right. and know, know him someone, personally. Right. Right. And so so what does God's word reveal to us? Well, it reveals to us this grand story that we move from creation Right? God created the world for people to be in his presence, a place to dwell with him, that humanity fell. Mm. Right? So we just said something about anthropology or what about human nature. Yeah. Right? We believe that humans are sinful, mm-hmm. that we're, we're fallen, that our minds are not perfect, that we can't know this world perfectly, and we certainly can't know the supernatural perfectly. Right? So we believe in the fall, creation, fall. We believe that God sent Jesus Christ to redeem us, right? Mm-hmm. to call us back to himself, to be in relationship with us. He lived the life we couldn't live. He died the death we deserve. He rose again so we could have life. Mm-hmm. Right? He redeemed us. And we believe that ultimately God's going to restore this created order. Right? Mm-hmm. Sin affected everything. It affected human relationships. It affected our relationship with God. Or it affected nature. Right? And God's going to restore that. So the idea of creation, fall, redemption, restoration, that gives us a grand story. Mm-hmm. Right? And then that grand story tells us our place within it. Right, it tells us what we believe to be about God. Right, we believe that He's triune. We believe that He's omnipotent. He's om- He's omniscient. He's good. He's loving. He's merciful. The Bible reveals this to us. Uh, we believe that the universe did have a beginning, mm. and that it wasn't an accident. Yeah. Right. God's word tells us that. Um, we believe that we can know God, and then this idea of ethics. Mm. Right. He's given us a very specific way to live our lives. Right. Yeah. Jesus sums it up, right? Love God and love your neighbor. And then the scriptures are going to give us all kind of ways that that fleshes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But th- that means that there is right or wrong. And it's not defined by us. It's not defined by a particular community. It's defined by scripture, by God's revealed word, right? That he's revealed to us in scripture. So so he's truth, right? And Jesus said it. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He's, he's truth. And, and because we're sinners, we affirm something about human nature we don't always feel like we're in line with that truth, mm-hmm. right? Our feelings might—they don't—they ha- might not always align up with that. Yeah. But we have to bring our thoughts and what what is factual and what is true and align with what God said yeah. because our emotions don't matter a lot of the times, yeah. and people don't like to hear that, especially in our postmodern world. But our emotions just don't matter, yeah, in a lot of situations because we're sinful. We're we're always going to be our our human nature is always going to be against what God wants us mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Right, but because Jesus has saved us, redeemed us, made us a new creation, our minds have been renewed, we're able to come in line with that. that that's huge implications for Christian yeah, ethics. Yeah. So, so similarly put, when we say a Christian worldview, we're saying that we find our meaning, our purpose, uh, truth, we find it in Christ mm-hmm. as revealed in his word, that we are a people who base our existence on, on what God has revealed to us through Scripture. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's why it's such a huge attack on our worldview when people attack the Word. Yeah. So, you know, that's why, uh, you know, we as a convention stood up many years ago and said, no, we're going to believe the Bible. Yeah. And because uh, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. This is what we believe. This is why we believe. Why What we believe, all those things are tied yeah. to, G, to, to the Bible. 
And even what we believe about Jesus is tied to the Bible. Yeah. Right, right, so right. Uh, when you attack the Bible, you're attacking everything that we deeply hold and everything really who we are as Christians. So. Yeah, but we said there are competing worldviews. There's yeah. naturalism, for example, and deism and postmodernism. Those things are out there, and we're going to hear all kinds of things that are going to speak against our worldview. And so for us as Christians, it's making sure we understand how our worldview is shaped by Scripture. And so when we talk about issues like uh, abortion or transgenderism or racial reconciliation, these hot-button issues that are in our culture right now, it's always going back to the Word. What does Scripture say? How does Scripture speak into these things? And 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 knowing, again, when we've said this on the podcast, right, sometimes Scripture doesn't speak to issues as clearly as we might want Scripture to speak. Mm-hmm. For example, you don't really read much about transgenderism in the Bible, do you, Trey? I haven't seen that word at all. (laughs) Right. But Scripture certainly informs the way we should think about transgenderism. Mm -hmm. So it might not speak directly to an ethical issue, but it certainly informs the way we should think about an ethical issue. So so last truth. Let's let's finish this up. Last truth we've got for today when we talk about these worldviews. Is this. Your worldview shapes the way that you live. So it shapes the way you live. You think about uh, the Scripture, and, and if you're a follower of Jesus, and if you've been following Jesus for any amount of time, and you believe the word of God is true, man, Trey, it has. It's mm-hmm. shaped. It has radically shaped the way that you view the world. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's why when we see someone, the word, I guess, fall, using yeah. using that biblical terminology, you know, we see someone fall who is uh, believes our worldview. Yeah. It's so devastating to us because we feel like they've, they've uh, kind of been— tr- traitors to the worldview yeah, because yeah. they've gone against what what we we stand yeah. for and hold that's exactly hold right. true so i would say you know as you're you know in your community as you're out and about in your culture listen to people because as people speak they're going to give away their worldview as you as you watch a presidential debate or as you hear candidates you know debating about this or that or you you know you listen to your favorite talk show radio host or podcast you're, you're going to hear worldview because worldview really does shape the way you live on a daily basis mm-hmm. that's that's really to, to get to the root. Why are we talking about this? It's because we want to equip people to be able to share the gospel mm. with people in their communities. Yeah. I do not want anyone sitting down and going through this rubric with someone and, and trying to pick apart their worldview because <laughs> yeah. worldview is, is caught. It's not taught. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Right? As you're growing up in your society and culture, you just catch it. You don't even realize you're mm-hmm. catching it. And so I would challenge Christians to say – Hey, how has postmodernism maybe shaped my worldview? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right? How am I letting some of these other worldviews see, seep into what I believe? Yeah. We want to get a good Christian foundation from God's word, what we be, believe to be true about reality, and then that allows us better to understand the people we're talking with, yeah. sharing the gospel with, understand ourselves better so that we can have conversations yeah. and hope that God will save people. That, that's the, that is the Absolutely. end goal is that we would be able to have gospel conversations break down barriers and share the gospel. Yeah, absolutely. So, and that's good. And that's good for us to examine our own worldview because we might discover that within our worldview that there have been some of these other worldviews that are creeping in and we didn't even realize it, right? If if you are finding yourself, you know, in a position where you're saying, okay, yeah, maybe abortion isn't that bad because, you know, whatever. So maybe another worldview has creeped in. or what, So, so mm-hmm. understanding that and then getting to the point where we can identify those worldviews, like Logan said, to, man, have those good gospel conversations to point people to the truth that there is one who is truth in the midst of all this chaos, right? It's good stuff. Okay, so if we're if we're going to equip our people, uh, what is the one thing that we can use today to say, okay, this is how we begin to develop our worldview or to hold strict or hold uh, steadfast to our worldview? How do we do that? Just uh, 
uh, one good major way we can do that? Yeah, I would I would go through those five basic beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Right? what do I really believe? And just write it out. What do I believe about these five things? Don't do any research. Don't do any studies. Write out what you believe to be true about those five things, yeah. and then compare that against what Scripture says mm-hmm. about those five things. Yeah. I mean, I think that's right. Yeah. Just being honest about what your worldview is in a good Very way. Good. Okay, what do I Very believe good. about God? What do I believe about human purpose? Yeah. What do I believe about knowledge, ethics? What What, what is my source of of where? What forms my understanding of those things, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's going to be very telling as far as what your worldview is. And then from there, okay, the worldview that I'm holding to right now is a consistent with the Christian worldview, with what Scripture says. Very I think good. that's very really good. good. All right, Pastor. Well, and thank you, Logan. It's been awesome. I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully pour into the lives of other people as they listen to this today. Well, Pastor, why don't you close us yeah. out as we prepare for next week and uh, look forward to what God's going to do. It's fun conversation, right, Trey? It has been great. So I think we might have Logan back next week. Yeah, why don't we do that? Just kind of continue the conversation. Why don't we do that? Not a bad idea, right? So I would encourage you to keep on listening over the next few weeks because we are going to dive into some of these worldview issues that are so prevalent in our culture today. And we're going to think through these together. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be encouraging and helpful for you. So make sure that you have subscribed to this podcast so that next week when we uh, drop an episode, it'll just like magic, like <laughs> magic show up on your there device. You go, it's just man. magical. It's, amazing. it's a magical. And then make sure you leave us a review because that always helps us uh, to get the word out about the podcast. But we do hope that today's episode, as always, has helped you connect faith to life. Mm-hmm.